Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, the apple trees, I don't know if you heard the question, two different parts of the garden, beautiful blossoms. They form beautiful apples to about three centimetres. Then they start to rot on the branches. Is there any way to keep them or does Anne need to start from scratch? The apple trees are about 13 years old. It's hard to give a definitive answer to this, Trish, without seeing the apple trees. Um, So depending where Anne is, I'd get, get someone up to have a look at them either uh, or a culturalist who knows their stuff or a good gardener or maybe a tree surgeon but somebody who knows their stuff because that's some kind of I imagine a fungal infection that's getting at the apples but it could be it could be canker so is the vague or the, the, the not definite answer to her question is uh, I don't know whether she'll have to start again see if it's if it's canker and if it's on the main stem then yes I'm afraid that the trees are more or less finished but it could be several other infections as well which could be treatable so I would say in the first instance, as I say, do try and get somebody to have a look at them, but failing that, or if you can't, uh, in November, October, November this year, give them a good hard pruning. Prune them quite hard to remove any diseased material that's there. You can look for canker yourself, of course. It's it's this kind of, um, in fact, I suppose a quick search online for images of, of apple canker will show you exactly what you're looking for. It's like a, a gnarled kind of growth where the bark is splitting. Um so if you see that canker, prune as much of it off as possible. And, you know, hygiene is very, very important when you're dealing with these infections, Trish. And obviously over the last few years, we're all, we have all become uh, experts at disease control. So in the garden, you do need to sterilise and sanitise, if you like, your secateurs between prunings. You don't want to be spreading the disease from one tree to another. So that's very, very important. Prune off as much of the infected growth as possible. Um so prune it in November. And next spring, just before that tree comes back into leaf, I would drench the root ball and the whole tree with our, our trees with a solution of copper sulfate mixed with water. Uh, and that will hopefully prevent uh, it getting reinfected next year. But as I say, it could be canker and it could be on the main stem, in which case, uh, you know, yeah. that's not going to work, unfortunately. You're going to have to start again. And actually, is a second question on her email. Her indoor orchid is flowering for the second time. Happy days. She thinks it's great. Should I cut off the top two branches which have flowered already, Anne is wondering? Yes, I would. You, you, if the flowers have died off, then cut them back. But I actually put up a video on my own Facebook page last week on just how to prune a, a cut back an orchid after flowering. So have a look at that if you're on Facebook. It's the Irish Gardener. Um, but if you're not, what, what you do is you you the flower that the flowering stem that has flowered. If you come back down the stem, if you can imagine, uh, until you see a node and a node on a flower stem of an orchid, it, it kind of just looks like. Um, nearly a little bandage halfway up the stem so you just want to cut to that node don't remove the whole stem 
uh, and then that node will produce another flowering stem quite quickly. Well, when I say quite quickly, within a, a couple of months. Mary in Mallow has just picked her gooseberries. Well done, Mary. She wants to know, is now a good time to take cuttings from the gooseberry bush and what is the best way to trim it back? Uh, I wouldn't be too worried about trimming it back right now, but you could take a few cuttings from it. You could take what's called semi-ripe cuttings to to you and I, a a slip, Patricia. Uh, So you you want about four inches of this year's growth, so about pencil thickness this year's growth. Again, the, the, the magic word is the node. So you want the base of the cutting to be at a node, which in this case is where a leaf meets the stem. Uh, that's the base of your cutting. You want to leave uh, just about four inches, and at the top, whether you have one or two more nodes in the cutting, but the top of the cutting should also be a node. Uh, so leave one pair of leaves at the top of your cutting. Um, remove what we call the terminal bud, which is the kind of growing tip, if you like. Remove that, leave one pair of leaves, uh, put the base of the cutting into a small bit of rooting powder uh, and then into some compost uh, and keep it damp without being overly wet. If it's too wet, obviously, it'll just rot it, but it doesn't want to be bone dry either, so do keep it damp. Um, the other way you would do gooseberries by, is by hardwood cutting later on in the winter, but but try it that way now. And You know, if you take 10 or 12 cuttings, you might not be 100% successful, but you probably get will get a few of them to root away if you are right? Thomas in Castletown Roach wonders how can he overwinter his dahlia plants? Uh, can they just be left in the containers? No, that, 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 that's a question for me being a lazy gardener. I leave mine out. I do leave mine out from year to year. Um, and, you know, nine years out of ten, they'll definitely come back again. The, the problem with, with our winters, as we all know, Trish, is not so much that they get too cold, uh, but there's just the, the, the amount of moisture in the, in the soil during the winter. That's what they don't like. So I would put a good bit of grit. Now, if he says they're in containers, they're probably going to be well-drained anyway, and he probably will be safe enough. Um, but if you're planting them in the open ground, put a good bit of grit or, or horticultural sand underneath the dahlia tuber to, to keep draw moisture away from the tuber during the winter. On saying all that, the textbook answer is no, you should actually lift them and store them uh, somewhere cool and dry over the winter and plant them out again next spring. But as I say, I'm, I'm a lazy gardener. I, I can't be doing with all that. Patrick is in the city. He has a small tunnel in his back garden. Now, he planted a pumpkin. It has grown very long and is putting down more roots. So now it's too late to put it outside. Could you ask Peter, is it likely to survive inside in the tunnel and how long will it grow? Should he pinch out the growing tip of a pumpkin? Well, yes, it will, they, you, it will absolutely grow away indoors long term, no problem, and it'll come to fruit there. And you, provided you keep it well watered, of course, particularly over the next five or six days, Trish, but, but throughout the summer indoors, you're going to have to keep it watered. Um, pinch out the growing tip when it's got long enough for you, if you like. So how long will it keep growing? How long is it, literally, how long is a piece of string? So when, when, it, when you're happy with the length of it, pinch out the growing tip uh, and you'll get the pumpkins coming along the side shoots then. Um, but yeah, it should be fine, absolutely fine inside for the, for the whole summer. Enjoy. Tess in the city, can she put a courgette plant outside now that the weather is getting warmer? She's growing it in a large container. Yes, absolutely, no problem. It could, it could be out, it could be out well out by now. It could be out really since kind of middle of May, end of May. But now, particularly with the, the very warm temperatures, I would have it outside, definitely. And again, 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 keep it well watered. Sure, it, it's fantastic to see so many people sending in questions about growing food. I think it's, it's brilliant. Uh, Tim in Formoy wants to know why his tomatoes are going black on the bottom. They're in a polytunnel. It could be it could be a calcium deficiency. I need to double check it, but it could well be calcium deficiency, which which just 
means that the, the tomato itself isn't getting enough calcium and it's leading to this, this rot of the tomato. Uh, I suspect that's what it is. I, I give it a good tomato food uh, would be my advice because that should have enough nutrients in it. But the ones that ha- have gone black at the bottom, I would pinch off uh, and get to repair themselves. Give it a good tomato food, maybe the Nature Safe tomato food, the Irish one that's enriched with the, the, the seaweed from Galway. Um, feed it with that uh, and ho- basically just hope for the best then at that point. Another listener says, is it too late to set potatoes? I've got lots of seed potatoes. Again, the textbook answer would say yes, but I would say nothing ventured, nothing gained. If you have them, it's either that or throw them out. So I would plant them, definitely. You'll probably, probably end up, depending if they're, if they're main crop or earlys. But, uh, but uh, if you plant them now, where are we? Middle of July. Yeah, you, I'd say you'd be just yeah. harvesting them plant late away. in the year, late autumn, yeah. Plant yeah. away. Hi, uh, Peter, I'm just wondering. Uh, I have an area with wild grasses and a flower mix for bees. I'm wondering what happens when it comes to autumn. Do I cut it or do I just leave it be? No, I would cut it, definitely. And anyone who has it, it's brilliant to see so many people have done this and are continuing to do this, either letting an area go wild or setting some wildflowers themselves, um, because obviously it's hugely important to, to maintain species. So in the autumn, this is a kind of general rule of thumb for all of them. Some some areas will be more specific, but to give you a general answer uh, in this instance, I would say in the autumn, September, October, whenever all those flowers are kind of finished, so that will be a bit weather dependent and temperature dependent, but sometimes towards the end of September, early October, strim that level either by hand with a shears or with a strimmer, strim, strim it down to within a few inches of soil level leave the trimmings on the ground Trish because you want the seeds in those dead flowers to go back into the soil so leave the trimmings on the ground uh, but only for a few weeks because whilst you want the seed to go back if you let the trimmings on the ground long term it's going to lead to poor enough growing conditions it'll get quite damp and, and fungal so leave them on the ground for a few weeks so that the seeds will disperse back into the soil but then rake them up after a couple of weeks into the compost bin but in answer to the question yes do trim it to, at the end of the year I was in Clamell at the weekend and I have to say the roundabouts Clamell has loads of roundabouts on their bypass <laughs> and it is magnificent what Tipperary County Council have done they've set all of the roundabouts with wild flower seeds and they're just awash with colour. They're spectacular. I meant I to actually up. email t- at Tipperary County Council to say, well done, it was lovely to see it. And you know what, we should, all of us should, when we see things like that, we're always criticising, but we should compliment as well because I was in Camel last year doing some work for Bulmers with their orchard and they were just starting the, the wildflowers around the place. And another place that is really, really good is around Wa- in County Waterford, around Dungarvan and places like this. They do a great Great, great to job. see it. But I'm, gl- I'm glad to see as well Cork City Council um, there's still room for improvement, obviously, but they, I've seen some brilliant public planting in, in Cork City Council areas as well. And some of the local tidy towns are doing it as well. They're terrific. Yeah. OK, Helen wants to know, can she cut back uh, Magnolia Susan? It had layered itself and gotten very wide and it's growing out onto the driveway. Well, yes, you can cut it back. And I suppose in a situation like that where something is, is growing uh, in, into a driveway or causing an obstruction, you kind of have to prune it back. So, uh it's fine to do it now. It's probably gone a bit late. And why I say that is because magnolias will set their flower buds for next spring during kind of end, mid, middle end of July through to September, that period. So by pruning it now, you may end up sacrificing some flowers for next year, but you're certainly not going to harm the plant. Uh, so I would prune it back. But just bear in mind when you're pruning something back, now obviously I can't see this magnolia, but if you just need to prune back one side of it that's interfering with the driveway, 
you'd probably be better aesthetically to, to do it all over, to prune the other side as well. So it doesn't look all nice and white on one side and then a straight line cut on the other, if you know what I mean. Mm. So cut it, it's a bit like a haircut. You know, you wouldn't just cut one side. But, um, <laughs> um, uh, just get the razor, yeah. get the razor, blade three all around. <laughs> Hi, uh, Peter. My tomato plants have lots of flowers. Well done. But the leaves are gone slightly black. Is it blight <coughs> or what can I do or what could be causing it? Again, now, without seeing it, I couldn't be 100%, but it's very possibly blight, I'm afraid. That is the bad news. Um, uh, but equally, it could be drought. It could be that they dried out. So if they dried out, just keep watering. And watering with tomatoes is, is quite important and it's quite a fine line uh, in that you you don't want what we call erratic watering. Uh, if what I mean by that is you don't want to drown it on a Monday and then don't water it for another four or five days and drown it again. You need to water it more consistently a bit every day to keep it keep it damp, but again, not too wet. Um, unfortunately, without seeing it, I couldn't say for certain. It, it, it may be blight. I'd say in the first instance, certainly cut off, just get a scissors and cut off every leaf that has any bit of black on it and throw it out. Uh, don't put it in the compost bin, put it into the, the, the landfill bin um, and, and see... Hopefully, if it's just drought damage and you keep well keep it well watered, you shouldn't see it again. If you do see it again, it's a problem. Okay, and uh, a final one from: Do I cut back camellias, rhododendrons, and pyrus now, and feed them? If so, what do I feed them with? Okay, well, exactly the same answer, Trish, is what I gave for the magnolia. They they all set those those, those spring flowering ones all set their flower buds over the next couple of months for the spring. So cutting it back now is fine. You may it's kind of a bit late, so you may end up sacrificing some some of next year's flowers, but you're certainly not going to harm the plants. So don't worry, you can cut away now. Um, feeding them is two pronged with all of those three plants. So you want to feed them over the next month or two with with a good quality tomato food or sulfate of potash to promote flower bud production, and you may need to feed them with an acid plant food, which is basically sequestered iron, just to keep them a good, healthy green. But you could give them both of that now. Okay. And are you busy? Is this a busy time for you? Oh, for, for, for the weather like this, we are. But you know what? I'll be busy making sure my own garden is well mulched and, and watered. Mm. And uh, on Sunday, just very briefly, if I may, John Terry is the last of the open gardens for the hospice for Marymount. Been of tremendous success this year, Brilliant. the hospice open gardens. And on Thursday, uh, down in East Cork, uh, John Terry, you'll find a lot more information on the Marymount Hospice website. Okay. But this is a garden well, well worth seeing. All right. Thank you for that. Have a lovely week. We'll chat next Wednesday. Thanks, Thanks Peter. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.